Do you smell what the rock is cooking? wrestling federation podcast brother (laughs) it is episode five and it is all the titles you can't leave behind Mm -hmm. i am s-y-h sean yosaburo harris and i am e-j-k aaron joanne kosker we're here to review one tree hill and wwe wrestling came up with this idea just kind of out of the blue Mm -hmm. and now we are amalgamating wrestling and one tree hill word in one podcast together episode why not exactly so episode five here we are gone through four of these things now Mm -hmm. steam's picking up people are liking it we're really enjoying doing this and we want to keep going with it as long as we can we want to go through the entire series of one tree hill and go as far in the attitude era that we can it's it's been an absolute blast so far yeah it's been fun it's been great and at this point we've already have a bunch of countries listening in even more so than just canada and the united states which we think the reach would have probably just been there but we've had listeners in turkey belgium we've had listeners in switzerland Mm -hmm. germany so i'm thinking the people who listen in in those uh, countries, when they listen to it, they are awarded world titles <laughs> for each listen. So anybody who's in Turkey, you just won the Turkey Continental Championship. Oh, my God. If you're in Germany, you won the German Continental Championship. If you're in Switzerland, you won the Swiss Continental Championship just for listening into this podcast. And, of course, not going to forget Belgium, the Belgium Continental Championship. Very important, very prestigious world titles for those specific countries. Thank you so much for listening in. Yes, thank you. you That's could, awesome. Yeah, amazing. I never thought something that we could do in our own kitchen in a <laughs> yeah. small-ass town in British Columbia, Canada. Yeah. Uh, somebody in Belgium and Turkey, Switzerland and Germany would actually be listening and, you know, Stranger things have happened, bro. That's right, brother. (laughs) So once again, share, listen on all the podcast services. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio. Keep stealing Deezer from me. I love stealing. I'm going to steal Deezer every single fucking time. It's going to be great. So thank you for listening in and hit us up on TikTok as well and Instagram at tree hill wf dot podcast i'm getting it almost right every Finally. single time it took me a few episodes but i'm I had getting to quiz there him yeah she had to quiz me so we're getting into episode five and we are at the point now where things are starting to get a little dramatic things are starting to pick up in one tree hillville yeah it's great. So the One Tree Hill episode was t- titled All That You Can't Leave Behind. That episode came out October 21st, 2003. 
And it starts out Peyton just chilling in her comet, sitting at a green light. Can we rename this episode Green Means Go? (laughs) Yeah, people are pulling up behind her. They're honking. They're like, what the hell? Why isn't this bitch moving? I'm not understanding yet why she's not going at this green light. I'm thinking that possibly later in this episode, I am going to figure out why she's literally stopped cold at a green light for no fucking reason. You literally, the entire time we were watching it, green means go. Green means go, Peyton. Red means stop. Well, and then as soon as the light turns red, she takes off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not understanding yet. Obviously, this is leading to something, but we don't know yet. But either way, you did not pass your driver's license test. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Where are the cops? Where are the cameras okay. on the lights? First that, off, like, take a shot, a picture of you. This is Tree Hill. Okay, but you never know. There's 46 people who live in Tree Hill. <laughs> they don't have cameras on oh, lights. They're lucky if they have lights, period. Remember that episode where they had burning boat? The entire town was there to throw their stuff in that Did burning boat. Did you know boat. Yarrow has a light now? Yarrow has a light. Yarrow's had a light for a while now. A little while, but it's like mostly just a crosswalk light. Basically. But <laughs> Tree Hill, they don't have technology. They're oh lucky that they have... I, I'm amazed that there's a car dealership and an auto mechanic there already. But as you can tell, he thinks it should be horse and buggy. It basically <laughs> is at this point. Oh, the God. one guy in town who owns a car dealership and the one guy who runs an auto mechanic are brothers. So that shows you that there's probably 45 people in Tree Hill. Uh-huh. There's not a lot of people. Everybody in town showed, showed up to Burning Boat and there was 37 people there. Thirty-seven. He keeps going like less people every time. There's not a lot of people in Tree Hill. Because he was telling me that if you're watching wrestling and they're promoting like something upcoming, it's exaggerated. Exaggerate. It's all about hyperbole. It's if there's going to be an attendance of like a hundred thousand people, they'll call it one hundred fifty thousand. If somebody's a shoot six foot ten, they're seven feet tall. If somebody weighs four hundred twenty five pounds, they're five twenty five. Wow! All about the exaggeration of the numbers. Now he's underestimating. Now I'm underestimating Tree Hill. Actually, I'm probably overestimating what it is right now. There's seventeen kids in the school. 17 Every games. single basketball game has the entire town there. There's oh no God. one who lives in Tree Hill. So Haley is walking into the cafe. Lucas is sitting there at the bar. And when she spots him, she walks right back out. He turns around and notices it was her as soon as the door closed. I don't seem to be very much best friends at the moment. Well, I mean, if, say... My best friend was hanging around someone that I didn't like very much. Like one of your ex-boyfriends? Yeah, you know, I'd be a little bit pissed as well. I mean, it's it's kind of like, to him, she's betraying him. It's his mortal enemy. And that's his best friend. Yep. Like, what's going to happen? Like, what's what is even the point of this? Yeah, she's tutoring him, but he knows deep down that there's something deeper going on. Did you notice he was reading Thud? 
yeah in the cafe <laughs> and seeing Peyton's and you know meanwhile Peyton she's running five red lights in a row she's a worse driver than Rikishi Fatu but be that as it may Mm-hmm. There is definitely some heat here between Haley and Lucas for obvious reasons. Yeah, he follows her out and asks why she was with Nathan. And her secret ends early. It's just tutoring in yeah. quotations. How do you know? We're not that far through yet. Yeah. Yeah. This is the way they talk to each other, act with each other, the way they look at each other. He's given her a present the first time they're having a tutoring class together. It's just one of those things where you know something's going to happen between these two. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know how everything gets spurred around and it makes it happen. But you know these two. There's something more there. You can feel it in the air. There's a chemistry. You'll have to wait and see. (sighs) So as Haley's walking away... Luke sees Peyton running red lights. And he's like, what the heck is going on? What the fuck is she doing running 17 red lights in a row? Yeah. Uh, Next scene is Nathan and Dim Tim playing (laughs) um, basketball and talking about Peyton. Talking about the breakup. Well, why do you put up with that? And Nathan's like, because we make up. (laughs) Chicka wow wow. Uh, Dan runs in and makes grabs the ball and makes a shot. Oh, and there's more when that came from for the father-son basketball oh, game. Oh, this father-son <laughs> basketball game. So you don't... It's kind of weird because, yeah, it's the fathers versus the sons, but the way they talk about it a little bit, it sounds like some of the dads are teaming up with the boys, but they're not. So either way, when it comes down to it, it's the fathers versus the sons. But Lucas doesn't have a dad or ones that he wants to acknowledge anyways. Oh, definitely not. Um, He does not, like, the whole time he's kind of thinking about, well, the closest thing I've had to a father is Keith. Yeah. You never know, right? Like, everyone's kind of urging, well, Nathan at least, just kind of like, oh, shouldn't even play at all. Yeah. And, and, you know, Dan wants absolutely nothing to do with Lucas anyways. He... He, he does not want any part of acknowledging the fact that he has another son. Which, okay, so something that really bothers me. You can see that your son is there. You can see your son is playing. He's a stain on the bed sheet, brother. He's good. Lucas is good. Yes. So why can't he just freaking admit that he screwed up? Because he's, he's Dan Scott, brother. Ugh, I hate it. I hate it. All right, so Lucas and Haley finally talk, and he says, you know, I'm fine. You don't need to save me. I can handle the team myself, and she can stop tutoring Nathan. She don't want to. She Well, she doesn't want to break her promise. Mm. Haley is very much, a, she stands by what she said she's going to do. Um, so if she says she's going to tutor Nathan to have she's him gonna leave Lucas alone, it. she's going to go through with it, yeah. whether or not Lucas can handle it by himself or not. So there's an article on Lucas, Dan, and Nathan. Dan is mad about the article. Him and Nathan are talking about it. He's pissed. He's pissed that Lucas is even being brought into the same article as him and Nathan. Technically, is a Scott. Yeah. So is Keith. Yep. Who cares? They all have the same name. He fathered two children. And it almost seems like in this article, they put it out there 
that they're one big happy family together. That's what it sounds like. Um, I think people in the town are thinking that Lucas plays basketball because of Dan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's not it at all. It would make sense for people to think that because they oh, share totally. the same last names. He's literally his son. He plays basketball just like his brother and his dad did. So, yeah, I could see where the confusion would come in. But obviously, that is not the case. No, not at all. So, Brooke and Peyton are talking about her and Nathan and Brooke is kind of like, oh, you know, you'll go back to him. And Peyton's like, no, we're we're over for good. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it's um, it's funny because Brooke always said before in like another episode, earlier episode, that Peyton always has the best music when Nathan and her are kind of like on the outs. Right. Which is fun. I mean, I think it's kind of a good way to look at it, but Peyton always has good music taste. She does. She is, you know how Stone Cold Steve Austin is your spirit animal? (laughs) Peyton is mine. (laughs) I mean, for One Tree Hill, she's mine too. Yeah. Emo bitches all the way. Yeah. Brooke goes to see Lucas at school and talk about him needing less clothes in the article. Mm-hmm. Because uh, coming on to him pretty good. Brooks just yeah, she's the worst. Yes, and Luke is more interested in Haley and Nathan laughing together outside mm. the tutoring center just down the hall, just yucking it up like well, a couple of teenagers would. I mean, if I looked over at my best friend and my worst enemy and your ex boyfriend like talking like that, oh. having tutoring sessions together, who knows what's happening in those classrooms? Who knows? I'd kill someone. You would. <laughs> um. So in the gym, they're having cheer practice and basketball practice, and Brooke is correcting Peyton's moves during practice. Peyton gets pissed. She's having a hard time this episode. You can tell something's really fucking bothering her. Yeah, she's upset about something. But when it comes down to it, she doesn't seem like the cheerleading type anyways. I don't even know why she was on the cheerleading team to begin with. But now this is her big blow up. And she's fucking done cheering. She is fucking finished. That's the big blow off for cheerleading for Peyton. (laughs) So you think. Well then. (laughs) so they have the argument Peyton talks about how irrelevant cheerleading is compared to everything else in the world and she throws her pom-poms up and storms out of the gym the whole team watches what's happening whole team being Lucas is also there watching what's happening Mm -hmm. finally time for Lucas to ask Keith to play in the annual father-son basketball game. Mm, so he's going to get his uncle to play in the father-son basketball game, seeing that you know he wants no part of his actual dad. And Keith is definitely more of a dad to Lucas than Dan ever was, is, or ever will be, brother. And Keith is obviously flattered. like He's honored that they can't Lucas play with... sees him that way. <laughs> it's just kind of funny because he can't play with shit. So he's going to play it. It's not, it doesn't mean he's going to be good. He'll just play it with him, at least to make Lucas feel good. In the same time, Dan shows up in the garage. He's going for a back bike ride. Yeah. Bike ride? Yeah. I thought it was, he was running at first, but then I saw yeah, him he was on, on a bike. bike. He was on a bicycle. So he asks for um, Keith to give him a bottle of water just so that he can make it home. And he starts taunting Lucas. What a fucking dick. He's such a fucking heel. Fucking dick. If anyone wants to piss 
piss me off at all. Talk to me about Dan. <laughs> just mention the name Dan just Scott. Say, and puts Dan's these chills. such a good guy. And I will <laughs> go on a fucking murderous. What a heel. Much. He's a top heel, brother. <laughs> I hate him. Dan is clearly jealous of Keith and Lucas's relationship, but he goes out to say Lucas doesn't deserve the Scott name. And honestly, Lucas doesn't want the Scott name. He ripped it off his jersey. He threw it in a fucking burning boat. Like, he does not want any part of the Scott name. No. Me thinking that, hey, he he wants a gimmick change. He wants to change his last name. He wants to just change that gimmick right up. He needs a new name. He can take the row name. He could change his name to something completely different. He just does not want to be a Scott. Makes sense. If my dad were like that, hell no. Like if my family, like when we officially get married, I'm not changing my last name. Why would you? Oscar's unique. It's an awesome last name. If I had beef with my family, I'd be like, fuck y'all. I'm changing my last yeah. name. Do you really want to be a Harris, though? It's, no. No, you don't. No. It's too common. So Lucas makes a jab back at Dan. And then when Dan leaves, um, Keith says he wants, or says to Keith that he wants to change his last name. Mm-hmm. So now it's this inner struggle whether lucas actually wants to change his name i don't think he'd want to change his name to roe because if he changed his name to roe he would suck at putting and golf oh my god well okay did you notice too that when lucas says that keith kind of looks a little bit like oh it's his his last yeah it's his last name too yeah i mean that would hurt so dan pays a visit to whitey and tries to convince him to get Lucas and Keith out of the game because they're not father son. Mhm. He's just he's just scared, jealous, whatever. He's totally jealous. Yeah. Whatever. It's the kid that you fucking abandoned. It is what if it your is. Your brother is going to step up and be a father Make- figure to him. Fucking let him. Yeah. Let him. Don't be a dick about it. He doesn't like how it makes him look like shit, too, because Dan Scott is only looking out for one person, and that guy's name is Dan Scott. Yep. And Whitey throws in some Whitey wisdom. Whitey wisdom. What is with this guy? Okay, what is this fucking home improvement here? Like, Tim Allen has to go (laughs) talk to Wilson across the fucking fence. Like, every episode Uh. needs... A big old pep talk, a little whitey wisdom. We get a lot of whitey wisdom. Get a lot of whitey wisdom in this episode. So Dan, Whitey says Dan's feeling about Lucas won't go away until he realizes the mistakes he's made. Yep, sure, makes sense. He never will though. He's Dan (laughs) Scott. So as I mentioned earlier, Karen sucks at putting. I don't. Okay, so what is this putting thing that they have? Is it on the roof? Yeah, it's on the roof of the cafe. So when Haley and Lucas were kids, you know, they spent a lot of time up there. So if I had my own cafe and I had a putting green on the roof of the cafe, I probably wouldn't suck at putting. Well, okay. So remember, Haley set that up in like the second episode. She set it up? Yeah, she set it up and showed it to Lucas he went up to the roof to hang out with her and didn't uh, know she had set it up. Uh, so I don't think Karen's really been up there for that. Okay. Well, so it's enough. her first try. Okay, fair enough. Whatever. It looks like it's fun anyways. I'd be into it. I love mini golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lucas tells Karen about his idea of changing his name. And Karen says Dan never showed up, but Keith did. 
you know, he had tears in his eyes at the hospital. He held Lucas for the first time. And Karen really thought Dan would show at the hospital. So that's why Lucas got the Scott name. She was expecting him to show. She didn't know he wasn't going to. So over under on Whitey pep talk, some Whitey wisdom, over under is set at three of this episode. Over three Whitey pep talks or under three Whitey pep talks? I think we're right on. I think we're right on the money. We're hitting the even on the line. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So we go to a fucking graveyard. Goes to the cemetery. Whitey's there to visit his dead wife, Camilla. I thought he was there to visit the undertaker. Oh, my Lord. Of course he's going (laughs) to make it about wrestling, brother. (laughs) (laughs) See, I even got you saying brother now, brother. Oh, my God. Peyton's sitting at a bench trying to light a cigarette, and she's visiting her dead mother's grave. Trying to sum them up, the creatures of the night. (laughs) Oh, my God. And, you know, you can tell, again, with her running red lights and with this incident, She's struggling. Um, I think it's something to do with her mom dying, mm-hmm. her mom's death. I know that we find out closer to the end of the episode, but we're not there yet in our notes. So, haha, suckers, you need to wait to find out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we get more of that whitey wisdom. Mm. Another wonderful piece of wisdom from old whitey Durham. Yeah. So we're finding out that, yes, this is the same week that Peyton's mom passed away. And this is what's making her so upset. Not that she can't find the undertaker in the graveyard. It's the fact that her her mom passed away this week. So obviously that's going to rain down on her a little hard. An anniversary. It's, it's an anniversary that you really don't want to remember. No, I would hate to have that. And also... I believe the car that Peyton has used to be her mom's car. Mm, So, oh, that just brings up a whole host of emotions, just even driving that car, let alone being the anniversary of her death. So we see her again. Okay. Sidebar, Peyton. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to tell you this, but green means go. Red means stop you know that cracker jack box that nathan had that bracelet for Haley in the first episode mm-hmm. i think peyton's license was in that same cracker jack box well not the exact same one it exact same one, one because she doesn't understand green means go red means stop hang on you're getting a little ahead of yourself nathan's getting tutored by Haley again and she has a big ass coffee cup too he got a D plus, so that's an improvement, <laughs> apparently. Oh, I'm um, straight the way to the top, brother. I got a D plus. At least it wasn't a D minus. And she says that, or he says that he's been distracted with the breakup. And she said, well, maybe if you had treated Peyton better when you were together, this would have been different. And he gets upset. I think you would get upset if someone tried to tell you that you should have treated me better or whatever. And maybe it'll make him see the error of his ways, though. That's what she's trying to do with this. Yeah. Uh, Lucas is at the cafe and he notices Peyton has stopped at a green light. Again. What's that about? Again. And then, you know, he's 
kind of like, well, what the heck? I need to go talk to her. So he goes and jumps in the car with her. With someone who literally doesn't have a license. Never Ugh. took the driving test. I don't I don't know what the rules are for driving tests and like licensing in the States, but where we are in British Columbia and Canada, you gotta be sixteen years old, you have to get an L, you have to pass a fifty question test and get at least forty right on that test to get your class seven L license. Then you gotta wait another year, practice driving with a full class five driver, practice that for a year, go for your road test for your N, and then another two years later, after you pass that, get your full class five license she's 16 years old driving by herself without a license never wrote never read any books about driving what class license do you have we're not going to talk about that because <laughs> i have my full license Good for I've had you it for quite a while now Good for you Mr. at least n at least i know how to fucking drive and know that a green light means go and a red light means stop <laughs> so while they're driving fuck through- icbc while they're driving through these red lights, Peyton tells the story of her mom's death and running red lights. She only ran one red light and it killed her. So now Peyton has ran 72 red lights and nothing has happened. Well, and I think Peyton's feeling some guilt because the reason that her mom ran that red light is because she was late picking Peyton up from school. Mm. So Peyton's feeling some guilt about that. Sure. Makes sense. I would feel that too. So now Dan and Keith are talking about the father-son game. Keith says it's for fun. Dan says it's not for fun. He has something to prove. Um, Keith says Dan is wrong for saying Lucas doesn't deserve the Scott name. Mm -hmm. Keith says Dan may be disappointed in Lucas, but who's to say they're not just as disappointed in Dan. Anybody who knows Dan should probably be disappointed in him. I don't even know him and I'm disappointed in him. Okay. Hate the guy. I think we've established that. Fuck Dan Scott. (laughs) Next, Peyton is walking through the boys locker room. They're having their showers. They're getting changed. She's no selling all of them though. She's walking right the fuck by them. Even Nathan. Nathan's like, what the heck? And she just walks right by. And out of all the good looking buff six pack motherfuckers in that locker room, she's there to see Whitey. (laughs) (laughs) She asks him if he can uh, spare spare her some time and talk. They make a little bit of joke about who you'll see in the boys' locker room, and she's like, or what you'll see. So Peyton and Whitey are walking along the bridge and talking about Oh, Camilla. we get another fucking Whitey wisdom segment. Mm, so we yeah. already hit our fucking even line. They're talking about Camilla and Peyton's mom's death, and Whitey says that her mom would be proud of her. She's a good kid. How sweet. She's just a little bit lost right now. And I mean, if my mom died when I was young, I'd be upset too. Uh, Nathan and Haley are tutoring again. Nathan's coming to terms with the breakup. And uh, Haley breaks the news that he got 81% on a practice test. Mm -hmm. But it was just a practice. Is he going to be able to pull that out for the full shebang? Seems like Haley's turning the corner on Nathan a little bit. Maybe a little. 
something's going on. He's paying attention more. I don't know. Maybe they might watch The Office together one day. Oh, who knows? Um, They're talking about he invites her and says, hey, you should come to the game. And she's like, you get any less than an 81 on your exam. I'm staying home and watching The Office. I mean, I'd rather watch The Office than this show. Uh, rude. The show is great, and you need to just sit back and accept it. It doesn't have Steve Carell. Game over. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I think every millennial listening to this podcast would agree with me. Um, no, not everyone. So Haley and Lucas finally talk about the tutoring Nathan. Haley asks for his understanding. He might not like it, but she needs him to understand why she's doing it. She's doing it for him. She's doing it because she feels good tutoring someone and them getting it. Did you realize that Peyton in this episode is wearing a dashboard confessional shirt? Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> I may not have noticed the the used poster on but episode one. But you noticed one, the dashboard confessional shirt. But I noticed shirt. the dashboard confessional shirt. Good job. <laughs> so Lucas and Keith are practicing for this father-son game at the River Court. Keith is wearing Shawn Michaels' do-rag from the last episode of Monday Night Raw. Oh, Lord. He's been waiting to talk <laughs> about that. We went and watched these episodes and did our notes, and he's been waiting to talk about it. So here we go. We'll get to it in the second half of the episode. Uh, So Keith and Lucas are talking and how, you know, Nathan's been like a stranger to Keith. Keith didn't spend a lot of time because him and Dan have, sounds like they've never, ever gotten along, really. Dan and Deb almost have a sweet moment amazing that they almost have a sweet moment but it's all for naught yes psych because they're talking deb is sitting on dan's lap um talking about basketball and he says that he's never life has never been that good for him right except for when he was playing basketball in high school he preferred things in high school Deb's hurt. Mm, so the sweet moment where, you know, they're cuddled together and then Dan fucks it all up. Of course, it's Dan. <laughs> what do we expect from Dan fucking Scott? Just a little bit before this, too, we <sighs> found out that Peyton's dad works on a boat. Yeah, a dredging boat. Yeah. Was he on like a some sort of three hour tour like they were having on Gilligan's Island? Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally, after we watched the episode, he was talking about that. Oh, we listened to the entire theme song of Gilligan's Island. It was great. Yeah. If you don't know, now you know. Gilligan's Island, what a great show. (laughs) Better than this show as well. No. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) Lucas is talking to Peyton and tells her that he would exchange Dan's life to have her mom back her and she finds that really sweet and endearing and i like that i would hope that this guy dies to get somebody you love back yeah sure yeah i like that it's a hallmark moment (laughs) no uh nathan is talking to peyton and asks her to come to the game he misses her even though here's something i found out or once i was taking these notes i was like didn't he tell Haley that he was coming to terms with the breakup? Now he misses her. And not only that, he sees her doing a painting on her canvas. <laughs> and he asks her, oh, what is that painting called? And she says, love. But it's literally black it's paint. Completely Plain black. Black paint on canvas. Oh, what, sh- what do you call that one? 
love. Yeah, she says it so sweetly too. Yeah, she's love. got some. She's got some zingers in this episode. I'm really <laughs> starting. I mean, I already like Peyton, but I, I just like her that much more. So he wants her to come to the game. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, I'd want someone that's been close to me for a long time there too. But in Peyton's eyes, yeah, they were together, but were they ever really together mm-hmm. when he was just being a dick to her their entire relationship? And now we go. It's four Scots. Cue the double dose of Gavin DeGraw. We got it in the intro, <laughs> and now we're getting it in the middle of this episode. I love that song, though. We get the banger to end all bangers. De- uh, Gavin DeGraw. You know what I found today? What's that? So I was scrolling through my um, my Facebook memories. Yep. And. I literally have a memory of when we were living at our old place Mm -hmm. and I was rewatching One Tree Hill and the song like the One Tree Hill Gavin DeGraw song would come on in the intro and you'd run into the living room like singing the song (laughs) at the top of your lungs. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. Oh my God. So fucking good. It's a banger. And four Scots are playing in this game. Hugh Gavin DeGraw plays them onto the court. Well, it's the father-son game, and before the game starts, Haley runs to Nathan and congratulates him on his 84% for his uh, exam. And they have a nice big hug that Lucas yeah, sees, well, and Nathan he, stares straight at fucking Lucas. Nathan mm. asks for the hug, so that she's like, okay, hugs him. And he stares a fucking hole oh, right through Lucas while he's hugging her. Oh boy! Oh what boy! What dick. the fucking heel heat on this guy? He's taking a fucking pointer Ugh, from his dad. Such a Dan move. Total Dan move. <laughs> They're in the locker room, and Keith, like some of the other guys, are like, "Oh, Keith, why are you here?" And he's saying that he's a stand-in for a boy without a father. Dan is visibly upset by this <laughs> comment. Yes, you'd think that maybe if he would have shown up for his ex-girlfriend and his son he wouldn't be in this fucking situation whatever he made his bed he can lay in it so now we have this game going on and you know you know this is going to happen the entire time but fucking the boys the sons they're going harlem fucking globetrotters (laughs) on the dads they are fucking chicago bulls 1990s nathan's michael jordan lucas is scotty pippen they are rolling fucking train on the dads right now and of course dan's pissed but i have a bone to pick with you about this fucking score and this entire (laughs) game because at one point in this game, they show the scoreboard and it says 83 nothing. So that was like b- after the halftime. So they go to the locker room and the sons are winning. A- they're 30 up on the dads. They said they're 30 points up, but yet the scoreboard. Dan got the first basket. Exactly. So the scoreboard after half says 83 nothing, but Dan literally got the first basket of the game. They just not count that. It has to be at least two or three points. I don't know. Um, but anyways, Dan's not stoked. Uh, Keith has to step in. He cuts a heel promo on his own son at the halftime. So Keith is out there, you know, making sure that Nathan's okay, making sure the team's okay. He didn't have to do that, but he did. He did because he's a good guy. So we come back and for some reason it's 83 nothing. even though we know Dan scored a basket. And they even said that they're up by 30 points. So if the score is 83, shouldn't, the dads have 53 points. I don't know. <laughs> Continuity. 
error on One Tree Hill part. Well, and during this halftime, Peyton is running red lights again. She almost gets T-boned. She or finally, almost gets in an accident or T-bones someone, whatever the situation I'm just going to say that she just she doesn't have a fake license or anything. She never went to the DMV to do anything. She just grabbed this car, her mom's car, and just drives. And she doesn't even know that people need license to drive because, once again, oh, green God. means... Go. I don't Red know. If someone can provide stop. some insight on North Carolina driving, <laughs> driving laws. laws, that would be great. <laughs> hey, maybe your uh, your aunt can, or at least. Oh, yeah, my aunt lives in North Carolina. There you go. She can or, No, she's out. in South Carolina, South Carolina, but like. In the Carolinas. Either she's way, there. she can provide <laughs> some insight for us on the driving rules over there. Maybe Ric Flair could help us out, too. He's in uh, Carolina as well. So she's upset. She's crying. Like stopped in the middle of the intersection in hit. you know when she had the red light. And when you ran two hundred and twelve fucking red lights in a few days, yeah, you're probably gonna get a fucking hit. So she realizes she almost gets hit. She doesn't, and now she's turned the corner, saying that, oh my god, maybe I shouldn't be doing this dumb shit. <laughs> During the halftime, too, Haley finds Lucas as they're walking back out onto the court. And he yells at her about the Nathan hug. Yep. She says it's absolutely nothing. And he makes a comment because he sees the bracelet that Nathan gave her on her wrist. The same bracelet that came out of the Cracker Jack box that Peyton's driver's license came in. (laughs) So we get to the second half. They reset the score. They're like, all right, we're just going to take 83 points off the board. Next basket wins and i always hate that shit in sports but it's like next basket wins it's such a fucking cop out i hate it but either way it doesn't matter because you know the boys the sons they get a shot and they don't make their basket so the dads they have their big chance their big opportunity dan has his big fucking moment in the sun to beat his son hit that final basket and win the game for the dads and what does he do he stiffs the fucking shit out of his own son. Well, because that's the thing. Lake, or Nathan was flying up to the hoop. He had the ball. Goes to make the shot, and Dan knocks him the fuck out. Stiffs the shit out of him. And L- Nathan's laying on the floor, and Dan's not helping He's his son up. He's just staring at just him. Just staring at him, talking to him. <laughs> and, I couldn't let you win, Nathan. And who helps him up? Fucking Lucas. Lucas. That was a good move by Lucas. And Lucas um, asks Nathan if he wants to take Dan down. And he's like, yeah, I want to do it myself, though. Baby face move right there. Um, Lucas gets possession and passes it to Nathan. Just hands it to him. Doesn't Mm -hmm. even, like, pass it normally in a game. Just hands it to him. Um, Dan is challenging him. And Nathan gets upset and just gives Dan the ball. Yep. Take it. Dan gets the winning basket, and Nathan says that Dan will never be better than him. He's just literally proving a point. He already dropped however many points he did on the first half. He's just proving a point that Dan will never be able to beat him. Yeah. All the the dads are cheering. It's really funny because in the background, you can see um, the one dad. He's the tall guy with the mustache and, like, the cul-de-sac. Yeah, Yeah, the cul-de-sac. And he's, like, his arms shoot up, like, yeah, we won. It's like, (laughs) you guys did jack shit all yeah. game it was dan you that carried you fucking two baskets and you Ugh, lost by 80 that was points so funny either way game over but post game well first of all lucas it tells keith that he's keeping the scott name okay he's right, made that right. decision he's gonna keep sure. the name because it's important obviously sure. for keith. to keith cool 
Uh, Peyton is standing outside of the gym. Everyone's going to leave. Nathan sees Peyton outside of the gym and thinks that she waited for him. Nope. And the way the camera angle is shot, it looks like, oh, could she be there for Lucas? Which would make sense because of the way that Lucas was there for her. He was the only one that was there for her during this hard time that she's been going through this week. So, yeah, but she ends up Whitey was there for her. Yeah, I know, but for the people in the school... Maybe she wants a piece of Whitey. Even Brooke wasn't there... (laughs) <laughs> that took me way too long to clue in what he was saying but no. i mean you know whitey he was a good basketball player back in the day he could have just you know pulled these tens and he could he could have peyton if he wanted to who knows he was creeping on brooke too and she was half naked well what's peyton peyton probably wants a piece of that old man too i don't know for a guy like whitey it like he listens I caught you off guard with that one. You really I? did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> Either way, end of the episode. Again, cliff hanging. Where's Peyton going? She passes by both of them and then we end it. Gets in her car and drives away. Another successful run through another episode of One Tree Hill and there are 44 people in their town in North Carolina. You go down a person every, or a couple people every time we go through that. No, I don't. It's, it feels like it. Um. Anyways, now it's time for the... It's time for the oh main event, God. brother! <laughs> Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> you are so fucking extra when it comes to wrestling. Oh, dude. brother, you have no idea how extra I can get to wrestling. And anybody who listens to this fucking podcast knows full well that that's what being a wrestling fan's about, dude, is being fucking extra, brother. <sighs> yup. All right, let's get this shit over with, I guess. Yeah, we're going to do it. December 2nd, 1996 edition of Monday Night Raw. And again, there's no like intro to the episode at all. It's just, here you go. Here's Pimp Daddy and his hose walking up to the fucking <laughs> ring. Uh, Flash Funk and his Funkettes. Thank you very I'm much. I'm sorry, but he looks like a pimp. You know what? There's another character coming in a couple of years that actually is a pimp. So Flash Funk can't even hold his blunt. so flash funk he's in a one-on-one match here a one fall one-on-one match and who's he working he's working the goon yeah he's a weird hockey player um his boots though look like (laughs) they look like skates but they're like soft on the bottom oh my god yeah literally thrown out of every hockey league in the world now he is in the world wrestling federation working flash funk on monday night raw it's funny because the way that they're talking about it like the announcers mm-hmm. they're like oh he's pushing the skate on him and it's like, <laughs> he's gonna cut his neck he's gonna split him wide open if with that you skate look at that foot like head on like it straight looks... ahead you can tell it's wide if you're looking at it from the side yeah, yeah it does look like it could be but if you look close skate. enough it looks pretty soft you it know does like if really he was soft. trying to stomp a mud hole it wouldn't be much of a mud hole he's trying to stomp it and anyways <laughs> Yes, we're kicking off this Monday Night Raw with a 10-banger fucking match between Flash Funk and The Goon. Mm. 
It's kind of funny. I love the commentary. At this point in WWE, the commentary team is pretty mint because you get Jim Ross, you get Jerry the King Lawler, and you get Vince McMahon. And they all have their isms. They all have the funny shit that they do. They're just such a great team. So many times Jerry the King Lawler calls out Vince McMahon for wearing a toupee. And we all know, like, you know, Vince actually has a pretty nice head of hair at this point anyways. It's poofy. It's very poofy, poofy, but it's definitely not fake. You know, he, he still has like a decent amount of hair to this day of how fucking old he is. But back then they were still making digs at how he had a toupee. And Jared the King Lawler, again, keeps going after Brett the Hitman Hart after their longstanding feud where they ha- where he had to eat Brett's toes at Ew. King of the Ring. <laughs> uh, obviously, the goon being in this match, they have to throw every hockey reference into it. So he started the match with a cross check from behind and probably high-sticked him and, and tripped him and ran a little interference at some point in this match. But at least he's a better hockey player than Elias Pedersen. Wow. Ooh, shots fired. If you're in Vancouver listening to this podcast, I'm just going to skate right by that one and get to where Jerry the King Lawler is now digging on Jake the Snake Roberts. Because <laughs> the main event after last week's Monday Night Raw, they set up the main event for this week Jake Roberts, Mark Marrow against Billy Gunn and you Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Bone Marrow. <laughs> we'll get to that. In the main event. And Jerry just, he is a king. He's a literal king. <laughs> they mentioned the main event and Jerry's like, oh, is he going to be sober for it? <laughs> he's going to look for the bar and he's going to get lost and find the ring and actually work the match. I mean, are wrestlers ever truly sober, like drunk or drugs wise? I mean, in the 80s, every pretty much every wrestler was doing cocaine and cutting promos okay i feel like i feel like if we're watching another show with this like the oc sex in the city whatever yeah we need to do like old 80s wrestling so i can like yeah laugh at these ridiculous wrestlers high out of their fucking trees because we didn't have like the weekly shows i mean we had superstars we had primetime wrestling blah 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 but we didn't have like a Monday Night Raw weekly show to go through. So we could literally start in 1985 and go through pay-per-views and it would get us to probably like the early 90s just in the same amount of time that it would take to get through another like the OC or Gilmore yeah, Girls the or OC Dawson's is, Creek. OC is shorter. Yeah. That so totally that work. one would probably be okay with that. We'll we'll figure it Task out. Task at day. hand. Let's get through 187 episodes of One Tree Hill. <laughs> And some wrestling too. Eh. Flash Funk, not not a bad wrestler. Like he's he's got a few nice little high fly moves. Hits a nice little moonsault off the top rope to the outside. Has a nice sunset flip, and he finishes him off. I thought he was gonna hit the the four fifty because the four fifty splash is his finisher, where he does one full rotation jumping off the top rope. It's a pretty impressive finisher, but he goes up backwards and goes for a moonsault. But he moonsaults and ends with a leg drop at the end of the moonsault. Very impressive uh vince mcmahon would probably call it unbelievable as he likes to call every single move that i mean you'd get two guys in the ring and somebody would just throw a hip toss or an arm unbelievable arm drag the arm drag finish this is why why sean loves the wrestling part is because he can yell the entire time and do impressions and (laughs) 
be weird. That's just not my game, bro. I can't do impressions. Eventually, we'll get you doing one. No. We'll get you to do it. So as it should be, Flash Funk goes over the goon in this match because the goon is an enhancement talent, a jobber, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to be Flash Funk. Flash Funk's got his hose. He's not going to lose. The hose. He's got to win it for the hose. He's got to win it for the hose. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to the next segment. It's the next match. We're going to (laughs) go. Oh, this, this is a, this is a, this is something else right here. So I've talked previously on this podcast about Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash was Diesel. Him and Scott Hall, who was Razor Ramon. They left WWE. They went to WCW. They started the NWO with Hulk Hogan. And then he left to go and be on Magic Mike. And then he went to Magic Mike. (laughs) So now, heel Jim Ross a few months ago brought in Diesel and Razor Ramon, but not Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. They got Glenn Jacobs to play Diesel, and they got Rick Bogner to play Razor Ramon. Now, when fake Diesel came out... Gasoline. Fake Diesel will forever be now known as Gasoline. Gasoline. <laughs> and Gasoline is coming out first, and he's about to work Phineas Godwin of the Godwins. Hillbilly Fox. Hillbilly Jim is his manager, and he's coming out with him. In the middle of this match, we get an ad for the Royal Rumble. Funny enough that, you know, we're only a week away from the pay-per-view of It's Time with Sid versus Brett, uh, but they're already promoting Royal Rumble because it's in front of 70,000 fans in San Antonio, Texas, brother. And we get this ad for the Royal Rumble, and it's these two loser guys in the <laughs> Alamo Dome. All by themselves. By themselves, sitting in two seats, and they're saying, oh, I guess we need to get a seven-week head start, so we're going to sit in our seats. Now. Are these guys pinching a fucking tent for seven weeks in the Alamo Dome? And how many other events are going on in the Alamo Dome that they're going to get kicked out of before the Royal Rumble? It's in seven weeks. And they didn't even pick good seats. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I was like, um, they're in the fucking bleachers. Why would you sit there if you're there seven weeks early? And <laughs> you think have, you'd be front row? Have somewhere to like pick any spot you like. No, way in the fucking back. Let's get our seats now. We don't want to lose them. Maybe it's like when we went to that Neoblivascaris concert, like the first one we saw, and we had to stand like at the back just to watch them as a band because we were like, you need to take in we the needed entire to take product it in. from so Maybe they needed to take it in from a distance. Maybe they need seven weeks of prep for the Royal Rumble (laughs) at the Alamo Dome. So at least it takes us away a little bit from this horrible match between Phineas Godwin and Gasoline. And we even get a uh, an appearance from fake razor, or as I like to call him, shaving Shaving cream cream. Ramon. (laughs) Oh Lord! Because Diesel goes with gasoline, so razor. There's no opposite to razor so there is something that is like razors or is used with razors shaving cream so we got shaving cream ramon we will affectionately refer to him rick bogner as shaving cream ramon gasoline gets the win with the jackknife ha 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 and we move on Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, the icon the show stopper the main event mr wrestlemania He's got a promo, and he's not as intense or as angry as he was last week. 
because they were really getting on Jose Lothario for his chest pains and his heart attack at Survivor Series. He's calmed down a little bit this yeah, week. a little bit. But he likes to tell people, He's a man, such a man. He's a man. He's a real, a real man's prom man. Queen. Yeah, he's prom queen. <laughs> doesn't look like a prom queen in this one, though. But he is saying that he doesn't care if it's Brett. He doesn't care... If it's Sid, although he wants it to be Sid for obvious oh, reasons. Oh, yeah, obviously. But in front of 71,000 people, dude, at the Royal Rumble in front of my hometown fans. Now, again, with the exaggeration of numbers, this is the prediction that I want to set towards you for this going forward is mm-hmm. that Shawn Michaels mentioned that we're going to get 71,000 strong at the Alamo Dome at the Royal Rumble. How many people do you actually think will show up and fill that building? I don't know. I thought, I think when we were talking about it, I said 71,500. 71,500 is the number. So 72,000 is a full sellout at the Alamo Dome. So you're thinking that 500 people of grace, mm-hmm. that's what the attendance is going to be. 71,500. Yeah. Seventy-one five. I don't. I mean, I don't know for real, but but it's know. an educated guess. This is the first time I'm guessing how many people will actually show up. So, yeah. so we'll see. We'll, we'll have see. to wait for seven weeks. Maybe we'll get in line and get our seats right now. Seven weeks before the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Pitch Fuck a tent. That shit. <laughs> so we move to <laughs> Double J Jesse James. Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got tassels. And they aren't fucking shoot tassels, brother. Those are working tassels. Those weren't the right tassels. Those are not earned tassels. Those weren't tassels that got me all stoked up. No, no. No shoot tassels. Those are just working tassels. And he's working Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Carrie Bradshaw. Carrie Bradshaw from like Sex in the City. Carrie Bradshaw. So is like Justin Hawk married to Carrie? As soon as I heard Bradshaw, I was like, it's Carrie. (laughs) When you said Carrie Bradshaw, I thought you said Terry Bradshaw. I'm like, why are you mentioning like a multiple Super Bowl winning quarterback, Terry Bradshaw? Why would I even talk about football? (laughs) So you're mentioning Carrie Bradshaw. Carrie Bradshaw. So I guess Justin Hawk Bradshaw is married to Carrie Bradshaw? No, he just is Carrie Bradshaw. Okay, fair enough. So that's Carrie Bradshaw. Against Double J, Jesse James. Spend my days working hard on the go with the hands on the clock. Keep spinning too slow because I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. Hands on the cock. Take up the L. Oh, Brokeback Mountain, (laughs) Double J, Jesse James. I like it. Wow. (laughs) Again, we're in the middle of this match. It's a lame match. Nobody really cares. You have Owen Hart. You have Bret Hart. You have Shawn Michaels. You have Sid Justice. You or Psycho Sid. You have Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have The Undertaker. You have Mankind. You have Vader. You have Hunter Hearst Helmsley. You have Jake the Snake Roberts. You have all these stars in the company. And on 47 minutes of fucking television, you're putting on Jesse James against Carrie Bradshaw. So no one cares about the match, obviously. So we get an ad for Sega Saturn. <laughs> dating this product back to 1996 and a movie trailer for beavis and butthead do america oh my god Holy i've never seen that Holy shit and of course jerry the king lawler being such a king once again making the quip that 
Oh, Beavis and Butthead. Isn't that movie about Jim Ross and Jim Cornette? <laughs> wow. God, I totally it. missed that, but whatever. It's great. There will be an episode where I go into full song mode and I will sing Double J, Jesse James song. Originally is Double J, Jeff Jarrett song, but Jesse James actually sang it. So I will go into song about it. Jerry the King Lawler. I'd swallow cat vomit to spend one night with you was the original title. Wow. <laughs> Ick. Jerry's on fire. You just got to love the king. Mm, not not a fan, but you know. Justin Hawk Bradshaw, sorry, Carrie Bradshaw. Carrie. Uh, manager outside. The Amish Uncle Zeb. Yeah, I Zebekiah. totally looked up and I was like, what's with the Amish dude? <laughs> Uncle Zebekiah. Eventually being known as Zeb Coulter with Jack Swagger, but that's like a good... 15 years down the road Bradshaw picks up the win with his finish the clothesline pre hell and then post match they do something so egregious I can't believe they would do this after wrestling match they literally grab a branding iron and they mutilate the skin of Jesse James I can't believe they burned this man in the middle of the me but it was pink they clearly have never seen yellowstone and how branding actually fucking works i think they just dipped this thing in like a little bit of ink and put it in the he didn't even like didn't even sell it he didn't even do anything to act like he was in pain from it like nothing oh that was the worst that's a working brand that didn't shoot brand brother Oh, my God. So if that wasn't bad enough, we get to yet another karate fighter segment. <laughs> so The dumb. only constant of Monday Night Raw each week. It's not Shawn Michaels. It's not Sid. It's not Austin. It's not this cavalcade of fucking superstars and future Hall of Famers we have on this roster. It's fucking karate Where's fighters. Where's the sky dancers? Okay. <laughs> I want sky dancers fucking in these sky episodes. Dancers, if brother. they're going to keep bringing in karate fighters, give me sky dancers. We need some sky dancers. Maybe that'll be after they're done the karate fighter tournament. Maybe they could start a sky dancer tournament. That would be so fun. I'd be actually. okay. With that, I'd be dude. down. Now we get a replay of last week's event mm. in London, England, or was it Manchester? Or was it Blackpool? Or was it Liverpool? It was England. I don't know. Somewhere. It was somewhere in England. London. We get. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Oh my god! What? What? It's the most important part of the show. It's fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. The love of his life. And your life, too, because he's your spirit animal. Spirit animal, spirit Steve wrestler. Austin. Spirit wrestler. Spirit wrestler, Steve Austin. We get a little replay of that event that they had in England last week where Stone Cold Steve Austin worked Psycho Sid in a championship match. And before the match even started, Austin completely blindsides Sid with the belt. And then we get British. Tell the boots. Sweet little princess. Love him. Best king. I mean, he is British. (laughs) (laughs) Go have fish and chips with them in England. Go see Big Ben. I'm British too. So this is, ah, it makes so much sense why you love the British Bulldog so much. <laughs> I mean, if there was a Ukrainian wrestler that was like full on pierogies, cabbage rolls, I'd love them too. <laughs> <laughs> 
your absolute love affair with the British Bulldog, Mr. Tassel Boots <laughs> himself, comes out and saves Sid. Probably not just to save Sid. It's more to take out Steve Austin. And then we get the excellence of execution. The best there is. The best there was. The best there ever will be. Helps out British Bulldog this mm. time. Remember last week yeah. when the Bulldog, or a couple weeks ago, Bulldog helped out Brett making mm-hmm. sure that Austin didn't mutilate his ankle in that chair. Now we get Brett helping Bulldog, much to the chagrin of his brother, Owen Hart. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't stoked. Wasn't too happy about that. Then we run the gamut of just short little backstage promos at that English show. Steve Austin gets one. Owen and Bulldog get one. Owen's really trying to put forth the point that don't worry about all these distractions don't worry about brett austin don't worry about all this shit just focus on the tag team champions just focus on these matches that we're having defending these titles you get a brett promo you get a sid promo all just kind of lumped in together and that's kind of where it ends and then we head right in to the main event mm-hmm. we get jake the snake roberts and the wild man bone marrow <laughs> versus smoking Sizz- gun billy gun scissor bitch <laughs> and hunter hearst helmsley disney prince pre triple h now i kind of just want to go through a fun little list of all the gimmicks that billy gun from the smoking guns had he's he definitely had a few more than this, but these are kind of the big kind of 10 or 11 that I remember. Now, some guys, they have the same gimmick their entire careers. Some guys, they kind of go through a lot of gimmicks for better or for worse. Most times in Billy Gunn's case, it's for worse. <laughs> he was cute Kip in TNA. Wow. He was Rockabilly, who you will get introduced to soon. Oh, no. The Outlaw, the one Billy Gunn. <laughs> He was a part of the James Gang and was Voodoo Kin Mafia in TNA. The initials are VKM, which is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh, my God. He was Mr. Ass. He was in the gun. Mr. Ass? Yes. I'm sorry. (laughs) But why? Oh, they'll explain it. He's in the gun club with his sons, Austin and Colton Gunn. He was in a androgynous tag team of Billy and Chuck who ended up almost marrying each other. Then we... (laughs) Don't ask. Holy fuck. (laughs) What is with professional wrestling, guys? It's the greatest. Uh, And then we have Billy Gunn now, the smoking guns, Billy Gunn. Then, of course, we have Daddy Ass, Scissor Me Daddy Ass. Scissor <laughs> Bitches. And then Badass Billy Gunn, a part of Degeneration X. So he has run the gamut of gimmicks, some better, some not, mostly not. But Billy Gunn, he is a constant in the wrestling, federation, uh, wrestling industry. He has been around for a very long time, and he is working this tag match. This is the first time they're actually making an honest attempt at giving Billy Gunn a singles run. He's always in tag teams. Now he's on his singles run. (laughs) And after having one singles match as Billy Gunn, they already threw him in a tag team main event, so they're giving up on it already. Then we have a promo, Double J, Jesse James. He comes out and he says he wants a handicap match next week with Justin Hawk Bradshaw 
Carrie Bradshaw, Bradshaw. and Uncle Zebekiah. So he wants a handicap match next week. And with the other ads that we've been having in this episode, just seems to be my favorite part so far. We get an ad for WWF Full Metal on CD and cassette. Oh, my God. And, you know, me being the ultra super wrestling nerd that I am, I had... WWF The Music Volume 2, Volume 3, Volume 4, Volume 5, Aggression, and Forcible Entry. Forcible Entry just does not sound right. (laughs) But you are just such a fucking nerd. If you haven't realized that yet. It's taken me a while to figure it out, but... that Just uh the sheer, like... uh, I mean, I've known for a long time that you're a nerd, but... I'm really, really, really noticing it now. Like, (laughs) really bad. Yeah, you're going to get 187 episodes of my nerddom. Oh, fuck. Hey, babe. What? I did it. You did what? You seriously made a sound effect for this? I certainly did. <sighs> we got a fucking Dr. Bitch distraction. Your favorite. Ugh, fuck off with that. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> fucking hater. We get, since the first episode, we got our DBD, DBD, the Dr. Bitch distraction. For those who forget or didn't listen to the first episode aaron apparently equates all referee distractions to dr Britt baker so it is officially termed the dr bitch distraction so we get one of those in this match that's about the only thing good that happened in this match and billy gunn mr ass cute kip the one badass mr ass scissor bitch daddy ass whatever you want to call him uh he leaves hunter her high and dry doesn't take the tag and walks away which leads to bone marrow picking up the win for his team with his finisher the wild thing isn't it funny that the wild man has a finisher called the wild thing i mean they need to figure it out and be a little more creative here yeah oh okay then uh, his shooting star press finisher. Uh, what should that move be called? His name is Wild Man Mark Merrill. What should the move be called if it's not the wild thing? <laughs> Fucking no. Exactly. Come up with a better one for next episode. <laughs> so fade to black and here we are. The end of this edition of Monday Night Raw. What did you think of this one? Eh, not exactly the stars involved very much. But we had some <laughs> hilarity at least. Okay, I want to start something new. Okay. We're five episodes in now. Yep. Let's, let's start introducing a introduce new character, a new gimmick, something. Something. Okay. So looking back at that One Tree Hill episode, what would you give it out of five stars? Oh, Dave Meltzer, like star rating yeah, uh, scale here? Yeah, let's do star rating. Oh, okay. So yeah, episode five with the father-son. Oh, was it a bad episode? I enjoyed the father-son dynamic of it i would probably give it a 2.6 on the wow star we're scale. doing point i could do whatever i want brother oh. 2.6 in the tokyo dome it would have been 17 stars but i'll give it 2.6 <laughs> 
<laughs> on the on uh-huh. the star scale. Okay. Yeah. So, what would you give this Monday Night Raw on the star scale? I'm not going to be as extra as you are with the like 0.6. <laughs> I might do like 0.5s. Okay. But I'm not going to go like sway too far out okay. of it. I'll do halves, but I don't know. It didn't have like the. It wasn't as good as the last one. In quotes, like star power kind yeah, of thing. Definitely. I'd maybe give it like a one. A one. Yeah. A one out of five. Yeah, if I could say like the one kind of in between, like after Survivor Series or whatever, that mm. boring one, that one was like a 0.5. Wow, yeah, that one was really But then the one after that, that was amazing with Austin's run-in and the chair shots and everything. That was a good episode. That what would good. you give that episode? I would have given that one probably a four. A four, wow. That's a Because that was rating. fun. That I was, was actually fun. like we were sitting into up that on the one. couch that was like, a good time. what yeah. is happening here? That was great. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So fair enough. Yeah. So now we got our little Dave Meltzer star scale going on here. This is fun. I think it's, it'll be fun. You know what? We're just having a great time. Throw a little th- spice in the mix. <laughs> a, little a little sugar spice. and spice and everything nice, like Miss EJK <laughs> over here, brother. Oh my god. Yeah, we're just having a lot of fun with this. We're enjoying doing it. And like I've said before on this podcast, you know, couples, they watch Netflix and they watch these shows and they just kind of go through the motions and fall do whatever. Asleep, they fall asleep. They do the whole thing. And, you know, why not do something fun like this? We bond over it. We spend more time together than we have before just watching things that we love and the other hates. But we review it and we have just a great time with it. And it brings us closer together. And if I have a suggestion for any. Anybody out uh, out there that is a couple and, you know, sometimes you're not feeling that sugar and spice and everything nice sometimes, go do something. Don't mean do a podcast, but do something to enjoy each other. Go do something mm-hmm. that you take care of the other person's interests and go do that for each other because that'll just bring you that much closer together. And it definitely has for us. And fuck, I want to do 187 episodes of this. And I want to do Gilmore Girls. I want to do Dawson's Creek. Then I want to do Saved by the Bell. Then I want to do All in the Family. Maybe we'll do Family Matters or maybe even Friends, The Office, Parks and Recreation. Oh my God, Parks and Recreation. Imagine if we did reviews on Parks and Recreation. That would be pretty sick. But we got a fucking professional wrestling eyes, brother. We got a professional wrestling eyes. Parks and Rec, dude. Mm. Gotta do it. But either way, we're having a great time doing this, and we're having a great time having everyone listen to this. Yeah, this is fun. We appreciate the shit out of anybody who clicks play on this podcast, all the podcast streaming services. Make sure you click the laser. <laughs> hey, I you beat me to the teaser this time. And of course, on social media, Instagram and TikTok at treehillwf.podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for enjoying. Yeah. Thanks, brothers. <laughs> and we bid you. Adieu. <laughs> <laughs>